This is Frodo, your Florida Bulldog, and welcome to episode 23 of the Stray Dog Footy Podcast. We are smack in the middle of Footy Frenzy 2.0, and we just saw some great matches. And not to brag, I tipped 7 out of 8 this round. And I'm absolutely thrilled to get the particular one wrong that I did. So let's jump right into the action and look back at the round that was 16. Starting out on Saturday, we had North Melbourne and Port Adelaide. As predicted, Port just remains too strong for the talented but underachieving Kangaroos. Though North hung on somewhat during the first half, in the second, the power kept pulling away and won by a score of 78-42. to Then on Sunday, we had St. Kilda and Hawthorne. The Hawks went out to an early lead, but in the end, the Saints won by a score of 80-66. to also on Sunday, we had Geelong and Essendon. No real way to sugarcoat it. The Cats demolished the listless Dons 108-42. to To make matters even worse, it looks like the Mosquito did his ACL and is likely to miss the rest of this season and most of next. Very sad for the promising upstart. Moving on to happier news. Again on Sunday, we had my mighty Bulldogs taking on the Eagles. It was desperation time for the Dogs, needing a win against one of the Premiership favorites to keep their finals hopes alive. The Bulldogs definitely got the lion's share of kicks on goal. In fact, West Coast scored more goals than the Dogs, but the sheer onslaught of behinds was too much. After a scrappy and close game, one not without a bit of goal review controversy, the Bulldogs eked out a two-point win at 6-13-49 to 7-5-47. To be fair, the Eagles were missing a few of their best due to injury, but I'll take it. Goodness knows we've had our share of hurt players in the past, too. Notable mentions go out to the Big Chill, Tim English, and of course, skipper Marcus Bontempelli continues to serve up a virtual all-you-can-eat buffet of footy skills. Next on Monday, we had Melbourne and Fremantle. Not the prettiest game you'll ever see, but Freo won by a score of 47-33, to most likely driving the final nail in the coffin of the Demons' 2020 Finals hopes. On another Tuesday doubleheader, we started off with Adelaide and GWS. Can you believe it, folks? Two in a row for the Crows, winning by a score of 59-47, to despite an incredible mark by Bobby Hill. But he wasn't the only one. The third quarter resembled a big-top circus trapeze act with several spectacular grabs. Thanks for the latter assist, Adelaide, as the Giants are teetering next to the doggies on the bottom of the final spots. In case you were wondering, this is the tip I got wrong this round, but I suspect I wasn't the only one. Also on Tuesday, we next saw the Blues and the Swans. Sydney stormed out to an early lead, Seven goals to none until about halfway through the second quarter, when Carlton got there first. But after battling back, Carlton tied it up a minute into the fourth, eventually winning by less than a goal, 57-52. to They were a bit lucky, though, as Sydney missed a late set shot on goal that would have tied it up with less than a minute to play. Must have been a heartbreaker for the supporters of the Bloods, I'm sure. Finally on Wednesday, we had the Q Clash with Brisbane and Gold Coast. 
Unfortunately for Suns fans, Big Brother is still stronger and the Lions won relatively easily by a score of 88-43. to Okay, so let's take a look at the standings, or ladder as they call it in Australia, after round 16. In the coveted top four spots we have Port Adelaide, Brisbane, Geelong, and Richmond. Then, clinging to the bottom rungs of the finals ladder, there's in fifth spot, West Coast, then St. Kilda, Collingwood, and the GWS Giants currently sit at 8th. My Western Bulldogs are hanging in just outside at ninth position. Hopefully that'll change soon. Next at 10th we have Melbourne, then Carlton, Essendon, Frio, and at 14th we have Gold Coast. Then bringing up the rear there's Sydney at 15th, followed by Hawthorne, North Melbourne, and finally at 18th, the Crows. So who are you picking to win it all? Being in the top four certainly helps when it comes to finals, but the Premiership has been won from as low as 7th place, so anything is possible. Let me know your tips. I will once again give you my contact info towards the end of the episode. Alright, before we move on to the next round, let's leap into this episode's Bulldog Bio. Today I would like to talk about my first favorite player. But who is the first player I consider my favorite? His was also the first autographed footy card I ever got. And no, unfortunately it was not in person, but eBay was there to facilitate the transaction. Was it Buddy? Dusty? Fife? Nope. Not even the Bont was my first favorite. So I'll give you a little hint, and it comes from A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where they said the answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything is 42. And who wore the number 42 for the Western Bulldogs when I first began following the AFL in 2016? Yes, Mr. September himself, Liam Picken. Born August 1st, 1986, in the town of Hamilton in western Victoria, Liam was the youngest of four children and son to legendary Collingwood star Billy Picken. His brother Marcus and his cousin Jonathan Brown, better known as Brownie to those of us who watch him commentating on matches and co-hosting the couch, both played for the Brisbane Lions. After spending several preseasons training with the Magpies and then the Bulldogs, Liam finally got his chance as an AFL rookie after winning the best and fairest with Williamstown in the VFL. His first match was round two of the 2009 season. He quickly got a reputation as a skilled tagger, and anyone he was assigned to, no matter how big a name, was sure to have a bad day at the office. However, when Bevo took over as coach for the 2015 season, Pickin was let off the leash and he developed into a fearless mid-forward with a steel grip on the ball and high-flying ability. This was nowhere more evident than in the Bulldogs' 2016 run through the finals where he kicked eight goals in the four games, including three in the grand final, with one of them being the sealer to the screams of It's over, it's all over, the drought the damn walls busted. It's 62 long years. But it wasn't so much his stats that made him a Bulldog favorite. It was the way he went about his football. You'll likely never see a more courageous player throwing his body around. Perhaps most famously, with just over 12 minutes left in the 2016 Grand Final, with just one point the difference, 
McCray kicks it long from the mid-boundary into a seemingly 50-50 contest when Liam Picken comes out of nowhere flying over the 50-meter arc in and onto the other players with wild abandon, somehow snagging the ball on the way down to the grass of the MCG. Whenever I close my eyes, I can still see it and hear Dennis Cometti cry, picking from behind, picking from behind. What a mark, the littlest man in the threesome. And gut running, my goodness. On occasion, you would swear there were two or three of them out on the field at the same time. Case in point, round two, 2017, Bulldogs and Swans, grand final rematch, Pickin leaps and secures a wild bouncing ball just in front of his defensive goal square and kicks it to safety out on the wing. Several of his teammates move it up along the boundary and Hunter finally kicks it long to the forward pocket and it's marked by Liam Pickin, who turns and kicks it to a waiting Marcus Bontempelli in the goal square, who puts it through for six. I'll leave a link to a YouTube video of this passage of play in the show notes, along with several others. But this admiration is far from mine alone, so don't just take my word for it. When asked, his teammates often use such words as courageous, selfless, inspiring, that he made players around him play better. Yet, they also say that Liam Picken is quiet and humble. Bob Murphy called him a good man, kind and decent. And he said that though the 22 players who won the premiership in 2016 are our heroes, Liam Picken is their hero. But ultimately, the very thing that drew my attention to Liam Picken was what ended his brilliant career prematurely. His willingness to put his head over the ball and to sacrifice himself for the good of his team resulted in him suffering several severe concussions on the field. Unfortunately, due to these injuries, despite several attempts at rejoining the team, he eventually had to call time on his career in April of 2019, after only 198 glorious games. In his personal life, Liam Pickett is married to his lovely wife Annie, with whom he has three children. It genuinely seems that Liam Pickett has found happiness in this next phase of his life. I can only imagine what it's like, though, as he probably still suffers some lingering effects from the knocks to his head. He has pledged to donate his brain after his death to further the research to understand chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE. I wish him a full recovery, and wish him and his family all the best. I would also like to thank Liam Picken for all the glorious memories I have no doubt that he was an integral and irreplaceable part of the red, white, and blue machine that chewed its way to the Premiership in 2016. And his style of play, courageous and hard, that bulldog spirit, was irresistibly fun to watch. And it pretty much strapped me into the doggies bandwagon, which ultimately led to my life membership. The irony of it all, though, is that from all accounts... Liam Pickett would most likely downplay everything I just said about him. Quiet and humble. Yet a son of the West and a bulldog legend all the same. Okay, moving on to round 17. Good news, footy fans. There are no buys this round, meaning we get the whole nine yards. Or nine matches, in case you didn't get the airplane munitions reference. 
On Thursday, or today, actually, we start off with St. Kilda and West Coast. Big stakes in this one, as we have two teams that are jostling for position in the top eight. You can see this game on Fox Sports 2. On Friday Night Footy, we have probably the most anticipated match of the round, and what a feline frenzy it will be between the Cats and the Tigers. Stateside, you can see the fur fly on ESPN2. Then, kicking off the Super Saturday, but starting late on Friday night here in the States, we have the Kangaroos and the Dockers. Neither team has a hope of playing finals, so this is all about salvaging something to build on next year. You can see this match on Fox Sports 2 here in the States. Next on Saturday, we have Port and Essendon. I'm pretty sure that a date with the latter leaders is not what the Bombers need right now. Honestly, and I'm sorry to say, they have been a bit woeful of late. Who knows, maybe something will click for them and their new system, and they can find something to build on. Here in the USA, Fox Sports 1 will be showing the match. And again on Saturday, we have the Giants and the Demons. GWS will be desperate to win to have a chance at finals. If you have access, you can see this game on ESPN3. Then on Sunday, but with another late start here in America, this time Saturday night, we have Carlton and Adelaide. Unfortunately, this match is not scheduled to be shown on American TV, so boot up your devices and click on the Watch AFL app. If you don't have this app yet, go get it. It is awesome. Check out my show notes for links on how you can get it, or just go to www.watchafl.com and sign up. Next on Sunday, we have the Hawks meeting my darling Bullies. The Bulldogs should, I repeat, should win this, and we need to in order to work our way into the top eight. Opportunities for ladder points are quickly evaporating. Here in America, this will be shown on ESPN3. Still on Sunday, we have the older New South Wales team taking on the older Queensland team, respectively, as the Swans meet the Lions. Brisbane is fighting for ladder position, and Sydney is fighting for pride. Here in America, you can see this match on Fox Sports 2. And finally, on Monday Night Footy, we have the Magpies against the Suns. Collingwood obviously wants to remain in the top 8, and will really need to give it their all, as beating Gold Coast is no easy task. This match will be broadcast on Fox Sports 2, here in the USA. Well, I think that should just about do it for this episode. As always, I thank you so much for listening. I would be so very thankful if you would be kind enough to share a link to this podcast with your friends and family. Maybe even give me a like and a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. This particular podcast can be found on your favorite podcast player or at straydogfooty.podbean.com. Podbean being where I personally listen to my podcasts. I would, of course, love to hear your feedback. Please let me know what you like, dislike, or even hate about this pod. I'm always willing to hear what I could do to make it better. As always, you can reach me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at StrayDogFooty and by email at StrayDogFooty at Yahoo.com. And don't forget to send me your grand final picks. As usual, I think I should mention that I am not endorsed by or officially affiliated with either the Australian Football League or the Western Bulldogs Football Club, beyond being a huge fan and supporter. 
Likewise, I am not endorsed or affiliated with Pegged or Rejected. But I would like to thank them for the use of their song, Red, White, Black, and Blue, which I used a portion of as the intro to this episode. I will also play us out to their entire song and, of course, leave a link in the show notes to their music. Before we go, let me remind you to keep spreading the word about the AFL itself. I enjoy meeting new footy fans almost every day, and I think you will too. But hey, they don't have to be complete strangers either. Hell, these days, just reaching out at all can be of tremendous value. And while you're at it, maybe you can consider sharing some YouTube videos of footy highlights. If your friends and family like physical sports like American football or hockey, I recommend a video called Here Comes the Boom AFL. But should they be more inclined to like finesse rather than blood and gore, then there are many more videos of the greatest marks available too. If someone likes sports, then this game of Aussie rules really has something for everyone. Also, if you're located here in the States, check out the United States Australian Football League or USAFL for short. They have teams in or near almost every American city, almost 50 of them, both men's and women's sides too. And they are always looking for people to come out and participate as players, umpires, or even just supporters. Well, at least they will be once we get past this damn virus. You can go to www.usafl.com to learn more. Okay, everyone, take care, be safe, and I'll see you next time on Stray Dog Footy. Target the power attack